And we're back again. Another Big and Bros podcast. We're talking Thursday night football tonight, baby. What a game. Trevor Lawrence versus Joe Burrow. A duel that we're going to see for the next 15 years. I'm excited for it. This was a great Thursday night football game. And quite honestly, whenever you know you looked at it on paper before the week started, I was not too confident. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a lot more fun to watch than what anybody predicted. Um, I think in our last episode, we all said, oh, we're not excited to watch this game. This game's going to be boring. But it was really, really intense, really fun to watch. Um, and really good to see, honestly, because we all know that both of these teams in the future have a lot of potential to be two of the best teams in the AFC. And they're going to be going at it for years. They're going to be going at it in the in the playoffs, as long as they keep their quarterbacks, that is. Um yeah. Joe Burrow played literally amazing. Um, a 152.1 QBR in the second in the second half. It's insane. Um, and then Trevor Lawrence, his his stats don't pop off the screen like wow, like that's that's crazy. But he played so much better than what we've seen the past three weeks. Um, Urban Meyer's play calling was a big improvement also. That was really big to see because he was honestly, you know, making the Jaguars look even worse than what they actually kind of were. Um, I think we saw today, though, that Trevor Lawrence is not the problem in Jacksonville. It's not really anybody that's the problem. They're just they're just going to have a tough year. Um, they don't really have all the pieces together. Um, Urban Meyer still – a new head coach in the NFL, he's going to struggle a little bit. He's still going to go back and make some really bad play calls. We might see another flea flicker with a comeback route. Um, but it, it was it was a really fun game to watch. I love both of these quarterbacks. Um, Jamar Chase played great. So did Tyler Boyd. CJ Uzuma, man, surprising, right? Yeah, honestly. He really, <laughs> he really caught me off guard, especially in daily fantasy. Uh, started tonight, you know, in just a little random tournament lineup. Uh, I had Uzman, and then I second guessed myself and put Dan Arnold in, who didn't do terrible, but man, Uzman won people thousands of dollars tonight. But something I want to talk about is Urban Meyer as well. Um, <clears throat> I think he's kind of going through the same uh, motions as Trevor Lawrence. You know, Trevor's adapting to the NFL game, and so is Urban. And I liked the game plan tonight. I thought it was well written up. I thought it was a good game plan to where they got James Robinson truly involved. And they they honestly, as they did what a young team should do. You know, they got their play, young playmakers in, and they made plays. They Like LaVisca, you know, six receptions on 99 yards. Didn't get in the end zone. He was close, though. But it was just – it looked great. And, man, Trevor Lawrence can kind of run, can he? Yeah, he can. It's its surprising to see a six-foot-six take off on read options. I wasn't expecting the read option to be a big part of the game plan, but it was. That was a surprise. Um, mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence, though, like he's, he's going to be that guy that can literally do anything. Like the the type of throws he made, the one, the one little – uh, corner route that he threw to uh, was it Jamal Agnew 
Oh was, yeah, that was, was beautiful. It, was it just? I, it may have been across a route. I don't remember exactly. Whatever but, it was, it was just on the money. But that ball was one of the most beautiful balls I've seen in a long time. Yeah. Um, he's he's crazy. That offensive line in Jacksonville stood up today, and they played a great game. Kept him clean. That was a big difference for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Right. Um, real quick, let's recap some injuries. Um, DJ Shark, uh, unfortunately, fractured his ankle um, on the second play in the, of the game, run blocking. That's the worst way to see it for a receiver. But then AJ Can or Kane, however you say it, it's two N's, no E. <laughs> uh, one of their left guards, he's, he's uh, going to probably miss some time as well. And then Joe Mixon at the end of the game looked a little roughed up and was limping on the sidelines. So there's some notable notable people there, Shark and Mixon. And if you're a Jaguars fan, you know, you don't want to lose your starting guard. Yeah, definitely not. You're already kind of lacking on the offensive line. Um, but I, I'm not sure who stepped in for A.J. Kane tonight, but he, he stepped in and he played great. Yeah. Um, hats off to that guy. DJ Shark, you're in our prayers, man. Hopefully, hopefully you'll recover and be just fine. Um, broken ankle, is he probably out for the season most likely? Yeah, they listed it as a fracture, but I think his season's probably done. Yeah, that's tough to see. Trevor Lawrence is losing already. He's lost the left guard and then one of his top options. Um, right. And to see... Tavon Austin trot onto the field. Tavon Austin is great, but like, I mean, he's not great. He's he's solid, but like, you you kind of hate that for Trevor Lawrence because, I mean, Tavon's just not. He's not the same as DJ Chark. He's not really an elite route runner. He struggles to get open, um, which honestly takes a big part away. And Trevor Lawrence, it's really the Marvin Jones and LaVisca Chenault show yeah. there, especially LaVisca Chenault. I was extremely impressed with LaVisca Chenault tonight. Um, he was everywhere. I, I think, honestly, I know like this is his first really solid game, but he's been getting the target share. He's been getting his targets. I think you go trade for LaVisca Chenault um, in your fantasy leagues. He's in, he's gonna be very good. Um, the confidence with Trevor Lawrence is just gonna go up after that game. Yeah. Um, that and that's a big part of it. They they just need to be confident with each other, and that's that's huge that they had such a good game together. So. Yeah, Lavisca honestly coming out of Colorado was super raw, uh, a really raw prospect, but the talent was there. Like his yards after the catch is. Optimal, like it's optimal. You know what I mean? It's he's one of the best at it in the league, I would say. But he's super young. I'm excited to see Lawrence and uh, Chanel for years to come. Uh, I could see them bringing in an additional weapon. But real quick, I have two things I want to cover. <clears throat> Talking about Joe Mixon, right? With that terrible O line, right? He still gets the attempts and he puts up the yardage and he scores. But can we talk about like? how many true bell cows are left in the NFL? Like things I like people I can list off the top of my head is, you know, Mixon, Camara, uh, Barkley, 
you can't say Elliot anymore. You can say Cook. But yeah. other than that, like who who am I missing? Uh, definitely CMC. Is CMC, a bell cow. He, yeah, CMC. Um, I I'd say maybe maybe um, who am I thinking? I think I think that David Montgomery is kind of a bell cow in Chicago right now. Um, we'll see when Tariq Cohen comes back, but he's he's kind of taking right. pretty much all of those touches. So, but like the crazy thing to me is that committee is becoming such a very popular thing in the NFL. Yeah, it's because there's certain guys that are just so elite at catching the ball, um, and then they just they're not they don't have the best. I don't know, like. I don't know the way to explain it. They don't have the best way of, you know, ball carrier vision is huge whenever you're running the ball, even, but whenever you catch the ball, you're actually out in this out in space. So you can kind of see it a little bit more. Yeah. Like as like a actual running back, the ball carrier vision is, is the first thing that, that you see in, in bell cows. Um, They're able to pick a hole cut up, fit through that hole, you know, whichever way, whether they're just getting skinny or if they, you know, if they're a one-cut guy. Most of our guys in the league that are, you know, bell cows are honestly one-cut guys, are they not? Yeah. They're pretty much – they don't do a lot of dancing. They just go. I mean, but I'd say, you know, the reason why you have – a committee back system now is it's just there's just you can be an elite runner of the football and you can be an elite receiver and there's certain guys like jd mckissick in detroit we never saw him but in washington like he's really good if yeah he compliments him very well he's really good with the ball in open space and that's the difference. They're getting the ball in open space. They're more elusive on the outside than the regular, you know. It's also cheaper to go by committee as well. It is. Sizes. Um, another thing I want to cover is uh, Tyler Boyd. All right. I think Tyler Boyd is a number one anywhere else that needs a number one. You know what I mean? And, like, for a while, he was the guy in um, Cincinnati because A.J. Green was getting older, you know, and he was the number two. But he was really kind of the number one. And I just – he's so talented. He's such an elite slot guy. And he can play on the outside, too. He's just – he's an amazing talent. And if Cincinnati's able to, you know, retain him, I think Cincinnati's contending in a few years. You got your quarterback, you have your weapons, you have the bell cow. The offensive line's the problem. You know, like their secondary is a good secondary. It was just banged up tonight. I mean, you've got to make sure that you keep a guy like Jesse Bates, though. You cannot cannot afford to lose Jesse Bates. And honestly, with all the pieces that they do need to sign and with the pieces that they're missing, they're missing an elite. I mean, they got Trey Hendrickson, and he's really, really solid. Um, they they're missing like that elite defensive lineman, though, like yeah. that guy that just can blow up a play, like totally. Um, honestly, they're surprising a lot of people, though. I don't know if they 
I don't know if Tyler Boyd makes that big of a difference that, you know, he's going to totally change the script of the franchise. Not totally change the script. I'm making it sound like that's what you said, and that's not what you said. But <laughs> Well, having Tyler Boyd as your third option is yeah amazing. Yeah, you, know, you have you have T Higgins and Jamar Chase. Both are going to probably be perennial guys, and then a number one elsewhere is your third option, and yeah. Tyler Boyd playing in the slot. It's un it's unbeatable. Yeah, it's crazy because you have T Higgins and Jamar Chase, literally stealing like all the spotlight of the corners. They J- Jamar Chase is obviously going to be the guy. I think we're seeing that Jamar Chase is the guy that teams are most worried about. Yeah. Um he gets he's getting doubled the most even when T Higgins was playing. He's the guy that the defense is most concerned with stopping. Yeah. Um and that's going to help T Higgins and and Tyler Boyd a lot um later on if they were able to keep Tyler Boyd and get a you know and upgrade their O-line to where they have a little more time to, you know, throw the ball. Oh, my gosh. That offense is crazy, man. You ready for a spicy take? Yeah. All right, everybody. I have a spicy one right here. A Zach's spicy one right here. Barring injury, the Cincinnati Bengals will be a wild card or win their division this year. Mm. I'm calling it. I disagree. If Burrow stays healthy, Mixon stays healthy, they get Higgins back at 100%, you don't stop the offense. Yeah. I disagree. I mean, I, I look at them. I think I think you can say you don't stop the offense, but, like, if a defensive line is able to get to Jamar Chase and they're, or not Jamar Chase, to Joe Burrow, and there's going to be a defensive line that's going to get there. The Cleveland Browns are going to get after Joe Burrow whenever they play the Browns. It's just – it is what it is. They're going to rough him up. Um, Joe Burrow's not going to play great, as great against the team like the Cleveland Browns. Um, definitely, I'm going to say definitely not going to win the division. Yeah, there's always a chance at a wild card. And I don't want to like – do the whole thing, and I've been saying this a lot lately. I think, in like us as you know, reviewers, like as as we watch football, like people taking it in. I think we take into account too much. I think we take into account too much who the team is playing. You know what I mean? Like they beat Jacksonville, but like. I can say, oh, they just beat Jacksonville. But it was a really solid win, you know? Yeah, it was a good win. And people who – there's going to be a lot of people that say, oh, they just beat Jacksonville. But if if there's people that are going to say that, they definitely didn't watch the game because Jacksonville played their best game of the season, and it wasn't close. Here's the script of the game, too, which makes it even more impressive. Jacksonville comes out with a 14-point lead. And seconds before the half ends, Jacksonville's at the one-yard line to go up 21-0 going into half. They, Logan Wilson, rising linebacker, you know, makes the play to keep it at 14-14, end of the half. You know what I mean? And 
you know, I don't blame Jacksonville. I mean, you're an zero and four team now, and you're gonna, you know, you're not gonna take the three. You're gonna try to win the game and go for seven. But they could have been down twenty-one going into half, and they just did the right things at half and adjusted perfectly. You know what I mean? And it was, it's not like Jacksonville wasn't moving the ball in the second half either. They were moving the ball, but Cincinnati was getting the stops. And yeah. the penalties were hurting Cincinnati too in the second half, and but they overcame it, you know? I just – it was a good quality win, and I know it's, it was against an 0-4 team, but that was the best we will probably see the Jacksonville Jaguars this year. They yeah. were at their full potential. You also can't look at the 0-4 Jaguars and say, oh, my gosh, they're terrible because – Anytime you have – anytime – I know Trevor Lawrence didn't play very solid until this game, but anytime you have a quarterback of Trevor Lawrence's talent on your roster, you have a chance to win, win football games. Exactly. I know, I know it's a big team game, but, like, Trevor Lawrence is uh, – I mean, he is the sole reason – I mean, the the whole team played good, but without Trevor Lawrence, if that's Gardner Minshew, the Bengals absolutely, yeah, floss. The Bengals absolutely floss the Jacksonville Jaguars. He just he has that ability that you know he's got the Deshaun Watson ability, the, yeah. the guy that's able to make a team that doesn't look so great on paper look extremely solid, right. Um, and for that reason, I think you look at Jacksonville and you even say, man, Jacksonville has potential to win five to seven games this season. I mean, they really do if you look at it. I think they could beat the Colts twice. Right. <laughs> I think I, I think they could beat the Titans once or twice. I and mean, they could beat Houston. And they could definitely beat Houston twice. I mean – I I like Jacksonville, and I I think you're missing a lot of pieces in Jacksonville, and I've said that they're not a very good team because they aren't the best team. But I think you go get Trevor Lawrence, the right pieces, and Jacksonville should be able to do that because they have enough cap space to do so. They have the cap, and they have the draft capital. You have to focus on the offense this offseason before the defense. I know the defense is absolutely atrocious, but in my opinion, you need to make sure you're protecting your first overall pick. Yeah. Um, you. I think that if they do have a top three pick, they go and get Evan Neal. Yeah, it would be so important. And, or they could go Thibodeau, which is also – like, could you imagine Josh Allen and Thibodeau? Caleb on Chase I, on busted. But – uh, there's no way Kayvon Thibodeau makes it past pick one. <laughs> that's true. I mean, that's fair. But and, you could uh, go get DeMarvin Leal as well. He's a beast. Or any of this guys in the secondary. Yeah. It really just it comes down with Jacksonville. <laughs> just best player available. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think you got to look at best player available, but like you also got to look. I understand – Best player available is the best way to draft for any team because you're most of the time that's where you you know draft the best players. If you're drafting for need, you're going to get a lot more bust. 
Um, yeah. Evan Neal, though, I think we all know he's going to be a really good – I mean, it's like looking at Penny Sewell or or uh, – why can't I think of his name? Rashawn Slater. Like we all yeah. knew, we all knew those guys were going to be extremely solid. If you have that confidence in a guy, I don't care if Kayvon Thibodeau is on the board. You got to look at who you value more. Yeah. And I think the Jacksonville Jaguars would value a left tackle like Evan Neal more in that situation. I know they have Cam Robinson, and Cam Robinson is not terrible. He's really not that bad. Yeah. Um, but Evan Neal's a huge upgrade. Like, right. It's just like, upgrade. you know, you get – there's – to building a team, you know, you get your quarterback, then you get your tackle. You know yeah. what I mean? That's how it works. Or you, you get your tackle before and then, your quarterback. Or you get your tackle <laughs> and then you get your quarterback. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like let's say Makai Becton's still healthy right now, right? Hypothetically, yeah. Zach Wilson wouldn't look nearly as bad. Yeah, it's that the left tackle position being hard. And the right, right tackle position. And the right tackle. <laughs> New York is not good. Yeah. I mean, you can't you can't hate on Zach Wilson. And I understand what I said in in last episode was bench Zach Wilson. I'm gonna I know we're not talking about the Jets, but I'm gonna go ahead and retract that statement. That may have been the most stupid. One of the most stupid things I've ever said. I mean, hey, um, we all we all make different takes, you know. Yeah. But um, honestly, though, oh, what impressed me the most, right, was Trevor finally settling in and under like okay, the interceptions in the first few weeks, right? Those were more than likely likely. Hey, let's see if this fits, you know what I mean? Let me see yeah. if this works because it worked in college, but you know, let's make this throw intercepted. Okay. That does not work in the NFL. You know what I mean? It's, it's a learning process for both Trevor and urban Meyer. I believe solely urban Meyer would probably make a great GM. What he's done in college. I know that's recruiting and everything, but you can kind of do the same thing in free agency and drafting that, my whole thing is I think he can build a team perfectly fine. But what impressed me about Urban Meyer was the play calling and the decision-making against a, not a pushover team in Cincinnati. Like, I think that the Cincinnati team has a shot at making the playoffs. I, I was very much impressed. And I'm also impressed by Zach Taylor. Had a horrible first two years, but he's really turning it around now. He has the things in place. People are healthy. It's looking good. Yeah, Zach Taylor impressed um, big time. Uh, you, you'd honestly expect in a Zach Taylor offense for the running game to be you know, more of a focus, and he, he started to do it towards the end of the game. Right. Um, but I think the thing that really decided this game um, was I'm, I'm not going to say anything bad about um, – about the Jaguars, but I will say the thing that decided this game was that last drive by Jacksonville. It it hurt them a little bit. Um, I think there was there was a pretty decent penalty that pushed them back a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then honestly, it was it was just 
It was an experience. Teams shooting themselves in the foot, and it was an experience by the coach and Trevor Lawrence both. Yeah. Um. I I think that in the in the fourth quarter, especially in a time like that, you've got to draw up plays that suit your team best. And there were certain things that happened on that last drive. Trevor Lawrence getting sacked was Not absolutely, good. absolutely yeah. detrimental. That's really what killed the game. That sack killed it. Um, and you, you just got to you gotta think about, hey, I've got not the strongest offensive line. Let's get the ball out of Trevor Lawrence's hands right. on this possession specifically. I understand I think, earlier in the game, you know. But. I think, honestly, we might have a different opinion on this game if the inexperience in the secondary did not torch the game for the Jaguars on that last drive because it was third, it was third and one. Um, Joe Burrow gets sacked, hands in the face penalty. Yeah. Uh, or illegal touching or whatever. And then the Uzumon was the, the Uzumon reception was the dagger because, you know, just miscommunication in the secondary and they just weren't, they left him wide and he did his job, you know? So it's a young team. I mean, what's their secondary? I mean, Shaq Griffin, right? He's been around for a while, but you have Tyson Campbell just traded away CJ Henderson. There's a lot to frown upon within Jacksonville, but there's also bright spots you have to consider. Which, by the way, Tyson Campbell looked solid. Yeah, he, he actually, did. He actually looked very solid. Yeah, he got beat by Jamar Chase a couple of times. Right, but, like, but I'm very impressed. Tyson was the more raw corner coming out of Georgia, but I thought that he was the more – like he was the most raw, but I thought he was the most complete prospect, him and Eric Stokes. And I've been impressed by both of them this year. They yeah. both look great. Yeah, they have. Um, yeah, it was it was good to see. I mean, I think you know, any any time you're able to, I understand both those receivers and and since he went out there and balled out, but yeah. like, you know, you held both of you held. I don't think. I know that Jamar Chase was the guy staying on the outside more than more than um, Tyler Boyd. He he was, he right, was, he was he, he, he's their outside receiver, so he's their ex. Yeah. Um, but um, anytime that and Tyson Campbell was only playing outside. He never he never moved inside. I don't think um, he no. may have, but I I never saw him move inside. Um, it was he, he was on he was on Jamar Chase for a vast majority of the game and he was able to hold Jamar Chase to under under a hundred yards, which is big to me. I think I thought when I was looking at the game, I was looking at Jamar Chase yeah. absolutely destroying this team. Like I thought he was gonna go in here and just make them look like a bunch of babies, but right. They surprised. Tyson Campbell's surprised. I like Tyson Campbell a lot. I like Jamar Chase a lot. But Right. Honestly, you know, I had a feeling that the slot was going to get abused. This, Like the slot receiving position was going to, you know, abuse Jacksonville, and it easily did. I mean, 
Tyler Boyd had what 117. Yeah. Yeah, he went he went berserk tonight. But all, all in all, man, it was a good game. And there's a lot to look at for both teams and a lot to appreciate. They're both just young teams. Yeah, young but, with a lot of potential in the future if their front office does the right things. Correct. It, it's it's all going to come down to that front office. You can, you know, have Trevor Lawrence, who looks extremely promising right now. You could have him turn into Carson Wentz if the front office does the wrong things. But, I mean, obviously, I don't think that's going to happen because Carson Wentz isn't the same, but still. Yeah, we're not even going to get into Carson Wentz, man. We're, uh, we're not big fans. Well, all I'm saying <laughs> is, is your front office can totally – the front office can totally like destroy a quarterback's career if you feel what I'm saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, if you don't build around it properly and they don't have the opportunity and like the front office in Cincinnati has absolutely done all the right things to build around Joe Burrow. They right. need I mean they they need to upgrade that offensive line a little bit. But they you- obviously what? Going back to right now, like going back to the draft day, knowing that we, what we know right now of Soul tearing it up in Detroit, absolutely balling out, and then Jamar Chase also doing the same. Who would you? Who would have you taken? Uh, I think that. I think that the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line has been good enough to where. You have to take Jamar Chase. Like, Jamar Chase is being so, you know, he, he's just so, like, influential to that team. He influences the game so much. He's honestly taking so many eyes off of T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, and he's making them more successful. Correct, yeah. Same time. And, and all at the same time, he's caught five touchdowns in his first four weeks. Like, yeah, I, I, think, get it. I think you have to stick with Jamar. I mean, obviously, you couldn't go wrong either. Either way you went, you're not going wrong. But I, I love, I, I honestly love it even more. Whenever they drafted Jamar, I called them stupid. I said, ah, you gotta take, you gotta take Rashawn Slater, Penasuo, right? Yeah. But honestly, it's working out for him. So. Honestly, like if I were to go back to that day, just seeing what Tyler Boyd still has and then, you know, not considering the T. Higgins injury currently, but I think I still would have gone with Sewell. He's been absolutely impenetrable almost in uh, Detroit. And I mean, it's a toss-up. You could go either way, but quite honestly, I think I would have gone with protecting Joe Burrow over than giving him a weapon. Because I feel like T. Higgins and uh, Tyler Boyd can handle it. But also, you know, adding Jamar Chase to that, that's perfectly fine. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's a it's a thing where you can honestly go either way and it's going to make your team significantly better. Yeah. Either way, your team's getting significantly better. Um the it would have been nice for them to get a left tackle for Joe Burrow, but you know, 
eventually they're they're gonna get their guy. It's it's tough because they were probably if the Bengals do go to the playoffs, then they're not in position to get one of the top left tackles in this draft. Yeah. Or one of the top O linemen in the draft. If they're able to compete. Um, even if they're able to go seven and nine, they're still not even in I mean, unless you're getting lucky and you're the Los Angeles Chargers and somehow you get Rashawn Slater. At, <laughs> where did yeah. they get him? 13? Um, it was around that area, yeah. Yeah, so um, it it's honestly either way you're fine. Hopefully, hopefully they're able to – I think with the left tackle like Evan Neal, I think I'd be willing to trade quite a bit for him. Um, so I think you go and you, hopefully this season you're able to protect Joe Burrow enough to where he doesn't re-injure himself or get injured again. Um, and then hopefully this off season, you're able to upgrade that position completely as a whole line. So I completely agree, my friend. So, but I think that's pretty much it for today. I mean, quick little Thursday night. Yeah, it was it was it was fun Thursday nights, as everyone can tell. Typically, our shortest episodes. Yes, um, sir. We, we have our longest ones. Wednesdays. Predictions, and that's because we got people trying to argue with me. But <laughs> that's just because exactly. I say I say some questionable things. Exactly. Hey, you, you want to give the viewers a Friday night episode? Or a Friday episode? We could. I mean, just... Hey, you, how about we... Wait, this... Yeah, this will be Friday's episode, but let's give them one coming out on Saturday. Yeah, we could. I mean... We'll come up with some pretty cool segments, and we'll just light it up on Saturday. I think it'd be really fun. Talk yeah. some football. It's always fun to talk football. Do it. Always. So, all right, guys. Well, hey, thanks for listening to us ramble about Joe Burrow and uh, Trevor Lawrence for 25 minutes. We really appreciate it. Uh, Check us out on all platforms at Big and Bros Pod. Share the podcast to all your friends and family that also love football and eating food at the same time. Because I'm I'm 99% sure Zach, you're snacking on something right now too, aren't you? Mm, Yeah, definitely a nice (laughs) a nice ham and cheese sandwich. Oh. With some extra mustard, man. You can't go wrong. You can't go wrong with some extra mustard. Oh. Uh, guys, thank you all so much for listening. For real. This is like our biggest dream. So please, please share us. If yeah, you... just share us. Give us a review, you know. Tell like we want your guys' feedback, you know. It's yeah, only gonna make us better. If you're thinking I'm being a little biased, tell me. Tell me. <laughs> Say please argue with Zach. Yeah, he like everybody else on the show and disagree with him. I mean, honestly, post a question, put up questions. We'll answer questions. We'll 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 take whatever questions. Um, I will do my best to argue with you. So, sounds good. Yep. All right, guys. Well, stay big, bros. How you finish it, Zach? You heard it here. You heard from- it here from the Biggin Bros. Be safe, everybody. <laughs> Be safe. Take it easy.